Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ways Way Podcast. As always, hosted by yours truly, Nels Trammell, and my lovely co-host, Spencer Schultz. Thank you, thank you, Nels. Today, we are joined by a very special guest. We are very, very excited to have him. He holds a 150-800 meter PR. He was a 2022 D3 Outdoor National Track and Field Meet qualifier in the 800 meters and is also the 2021 Wisconsin D1 800 meter state runner-up. We are joined by the one and only Grant Magnuson. I just have to say I'm so happy to be here. Like, <laughs> I'm excited. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. All right. So you want to tell us a little about yourself, Grant? Introduce yourself. Yeah. So as some of you know, my name is Grant Magnuson. Um, just from a small town in River Falls. I played hockey for most of my life. Um, never thought I would run. Like... <laughs> I don't know, through middle school, I'd run these 5Ks run like 22 minutes and think I was an absolute beast, <laughs> but never really saw the vision. And then in high school, I realized it was something that there were girls in cross country. And there you go. And was kind of a sausage fest. So <laughs> okay. that, that kind of pulled me that over. That makes sense. That makes sense. And ever yeah. since, I've just been living the cross country, the D3 cross country life. There you go. Like from the start. And it brought me here to UW-Stout where team fully embraced me and now i'm just just trying to get through college through through athletics and enjoy my time with some wonderful guys there you go uh grant some recent news we heard is that you ran the fishy four uh yes. fishy four mile in Chitek. uh we'd like you to tell us a little bit more about that uh and your victory and what this means for you oh so the fishy four is just a crazy experience like for those of you who haven't ran think like Think nationals track times two importance. Like nationals, okay, you're an all American, whatever. But I won the fishing for <laughs> Like being able to say that is just liberating. It's something that you'll be able to go to bed and just feel fantastic every single night of your life. But anyway, we one of our coaches asked me if I wanted to go down to his hometown to to go run the fishy four and I was super excited. I'm like, yeah, a little nervous. Four miles is a really long way for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's from the 800 to the four miles kind of a project, but <laughs> he brought me down and a ton of people. Like the fishy four has 1,200 people that run. Yeah, and the dang. population of Chatech is what, like 120? I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. It's very small. So I ran with good friend Dan Lau from Dan Lau, stand up guy. Absolute stand up guy, yeah. So it looks like you ran about 2045-ish, sounds about in there. Yeah, so we opened the first mile in like 515, and then there was a kind of hilly mile in the back, and originally my plan was just going to be to sit and kick, mm -hmm. but I got antsy. I was like, <laughs> oh man, like, what are the chances I don't finish this four mile? Like, I got to get a little bit of buffer. So I kind of worked the hills on mile two, and All right. then... Mile three and four, I just kind of kept my distance and made sure I didn't get caught. There you go. Like, it felt like a solid effort, but when I got to 5K, I was just like, man, like, I really just want to, like, I don't want to finish. This <laughs> but I pushed through it, and I finished. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Took home the win. 54-mile plaque. Do you have a plaque again this year? I do year? have a plaque, You have yeah. the plaque. They're yeah. very nice. Same very one nice. as blue. Blue this year. Yeah. Very blue. nice. Very Big nice. Changes. We always love seeing the UW Stout boys out. But also worth a mention, Spencer Schultz was a former Fishy Four champion. <laughs> Grant Magnuson is now the defending champion. We'll have to see if he defends his title on the next year Spencer, against. Spencer, I think you need to run next year. Are you calling me out on 
I'm going to call you out on the podcast. This sounds like, like a challenge. Spencer heard I was running this year <laughs> and got a little, little antsy. This is true. So there's some questions behind his, his non-registration. This, this is true. I, uh, I heard Grant Magnuson was running on just, you know, coming off a track season he had. I was, I was shivering in me timbers, as you could say. But, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> but next year, next year we will meet up at Fishy Four. All right, you heard it here first. 2023 Fishy Four, Grant Magnuson for Spencer Schultz showdown. And I just want Darren Lau to know that his record should be quaking. <laughs> what <laughs> like, is his record? What is his record? I don't remember what it is. Um, 1911. Wow. That's a yeah. that is a impressive time. Yes. I mean, my sister could run that, so like. <laughs> we're we're gonna get it taken care of oh boy but no in all seriousness that is that's a crazy time that's impressive as heck maybe next year we just go out on pace and see what happens yeah i'd have to might have to yeah breaking news from the waynesward podcast showdown fishy four mile 2023 grand magnuson spencer schultz be there or not like we can't make you so highly encouraged yes We'd like to get to the next question. Uh, something I'm curious about is how do you hope to use your personality in your future career? You being a good friend of ours with a very unique, talkative personality. Yeah, so I'd say my personality is definitely unique. <laughs> like, most people don't know, but I can be very, very shy in the wrong setting. Like, kind of group settings. I think when I first came to the Y, actually seeing all those big names, it was kind of like before I knew I could actually talk with them and kind of mess with them. That it was it was shy. First time I met Spencer, I was just quaking. Like I will, you remember meeting high school me. I I do remember meeting I I do remember meeting high school you. I will yeah. never forget. Uh, so we met at the nominee first. Kind of just had you know some basic interactions, just trying to hey reach out, come visit type deal. And then uh, I'll never forget subsections. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh, um, background info. I was an assistant coach. What was that? Was that 2020? For, 2020. I was in 2020 for Menominee High School um, as an internship for my coaching minor. And um, Grant, being from River Falls, would race against our team quite a bit. And I, so I saw a lot of, a lot of Grant. And, um, there was a point, it was at the two mile of the subsection meet. Um, pack was still together. I think it was you. Worth noting that there was probably, would you say, three inches of oh, more than like three wet inches. snow on the ground? I'd say like six. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah, that was. It was horrible conditions. No one was running too fast. You you didn't run. What did you run there? You didn't run too fast, right? I think I won by like 20 seconds. No, but what did you run? So, yeah, yeah. It was like Crazy super, slow. super slow. Um, pack was together. I think it was you, Pat, and Tony. And I think Max was up there too, yeah, Max, right? Max and Kale, I think. And Kale, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yep, Kale's up there. And so I was yelling at Patrick. Um, I think you, Patrick, and Max had kind of started to pull away, correct, mm-hmm. at the two-mile. And Grant was notorious for if he was feeling good, he's going at the two-mile. And I yelled to Patrick. I said, Patrick, you know what he's going to do. And Grant, mid-race, turns around, looks at me, and goes, what am I going to do? Just with a big old <laughs> grin on his face. I was like, who is this guy? But in all honesty – like, I didn't know what I was going to do. Oh, yeah. Like, like high school me just kind of went when my coaches yelled at me and told me I had to start running faster. So yeah, fair enough. I was, I was very confused. I thought he was playing mind games with me. <laughs> oh, man. So now, flash forward, you're here at Stout. You're having a successful career. Moving ahead, how do you plan on uh, using your personality for your career, 
transitioning to job? What are you looking to do in the future? So I actually don't really know what I'm going to do. Um, being a business minor or major, I'm sorry, gives me a ton of options. You know, I can go into whatever industry and I think my personality really fits with that because I'm, I'm a good talker. I can talk about things I know absolutely nothing about. Yep. And if you're not on your game, it might slip by you. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty outgoing in most settings and I think I can really make a connection with most people. Mm-hmm. Like I can walk in, make work fun, see what motivates and really be able to get to like that co- those core soft skills that are so important in business that you know they talk about in the classroom or any business professional is talking about like anyone can sit down and just do these business jobs but it's the people who have the people skills that really really make the job climb the ladder skillful. climb yeah. the ladder become leadership positions like and make those set the environment type yeah. thing okay so gotcha. one path i might go down is i just took the lsat okay and i think i got a score good enough to get me into law school there you go congratulations so, yeah i'm gonna start applying for those in september and yeah we'll see if i end up going to law school i want to go further education so maybe i'll get an mba mm-hmm. yeah we'll that see makes if sense. Some, i can fool someone into hiring me <laughs> So what do you do now for work? Kind of give us a little walk through your resume so far. My resume in terms of like jobs? Yeah. So when I was 14, our neighbors owned the local McDonald's. Okay. So 14-year-old me having no money was just like, I want to work at McDonald's. Like they offered me a job and I was super pumped. So I went in there. I worked as much as I could for a year. And then probably a year and a half into it. I made manager before I was 16. Oh, yeah, that was actually pretty crazy. I, 15-year-old me was just sitting there like, I can't believe they're letting me like run a shift. All these adults were just like, what in the world? I was going to say, so do you have any like interesting stories from like, obviously you were one of the youngest employees there probably. Did you have any, uh, did you butt heads at all with any like trying to, or being a manager with like older employees than you? Oh yeah, so many. Like you have your typical like, 60 year old ladies that work the mornings that just like do not like to be told yeah like when you use the spongebob like slogan if you can lean you can clean with like 60 year old ladies when you're 15 <laughs> they tend to not like that very much <laughs> but i mean you know me like i didn't pick up on that as a 15 year old i just walk around smiling oh my god like tell them to yeah it was fun and then you get like the teenagers like the 18 year olds who don't want to do it or adults yeah but for the most part like upper management was super supportive of me and my management they made it clear like he's in charge you gotta listen and yeah good i knew my stuff like i was put through good training there and like 15 and 16 i worked the maximum hours which is like 18 and then as soon as i turned 16 i was working basically full-time so like i was there as much as the full-time managers gotcha very nice yeah mcdonald's a respectable company and we hear you talk all the time like it's the best like I love McDonald's and I'll eat it every day. And People think McDonald's was like a bad job. But what people don't realize is, at least with my franchisees, the pay I get at McDonald's is something I couldn't get anywhere else in River Falls, being at the point in my life. Like, it's worth it Interesting. for me to drive back an hour there, hour back, mm-hmm. with gas at $5 a gallon. It's well worth it for me to go in for a six-hour shift. Interesting, huh? And the educational benefits and PTO McDonald's offers yeah. is just something people don't know about yeah. and are not willing to take advantage of. Like, it's like anything in the world. You get what you're going to put into it. Ex- yeah, so that makes sense. if you go to McDonald's and put a crazy amount, it can be, it can be a really good job. And plus, the food is amazing. Like, throughout <laughs> high school, I ate McDonald's 
probably six days a week, three meals a day. Because I'd go in before my shift and eat breakfast and then lunch. And I did dinner for home after. Huh. It's quality food. Interesting. Like, Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to, maybe we'll have to take a field trip out there now is what you think. The McDonald's podcast. McDonald's podcast. drive through podcast. Yes. I did make a trip out there. How long ago was that, Grant? A couple weeks. Probably three weeks ago. I went... Got some fries from Grant, and he, he inspected them very thoroughly, and they I got to say, they were some of the better fries I've had in a while. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that, <laughs> and that's the kind of quality you will get every time you go to the River Falls McDonald's. When Grant Max is working, that's I made sure to watch him. I'm like, I told my employees, I'm like, you guys know who this oh is? Oh, my gosh. Like, this is Spencer Schultz in the drive through Like, the man runs a 5.30 mile. That's, <laughs> that's true. He did say, yeah. He can break five in the mile. I mean, it's just true. It's very true. It was, yeah. Another question for you that everyone wants to know. It's, you got games on your phone, and what do you play on your phone? My phone game is really, like, the games are, I don't really play games. Like, I don't have time. I work, I work, like, 55 hours a week between my two jobs. I take seven credits of summer classes, and then between running and just having a little bit of time to hang out with people, not much, like, I do have Minecraft on my phone, embarrassingly enough. It, it's something that just hasn't been deleted. Understandable. Like just the things you have in the back of your closet. Um, it is an expensive game. so Yeah, if, if I you... paid my $7.99 for it way back in the day, yeah, like they're, they're not going to get another $7.99 out of me if, if somebody's forcing me to play <laughs> like at gunpoint or something. Fair enough. I will say I have always admired the hours you put into work and uh, your focus on school. Yeah, well, I just need to stay busy. Like, if I'm not busy, I get lazy. Like, I start to take naps, and I'd rather just have something going every second of the day. Because yeah. what do I do with my downtime? Like, I get bored. Like, I get bored of the games. Can't play Minecraft on your phone, that's for sure. Well, I can't play first-person shooter. Like, I just <laughs> oh. don't have the coordination for it. Like, oh, no. I try, and it's just sad. I'm right there with you. I suck. So what do you play? Uh... I'm a longtime Clash Royale player. Clash Royale, yeah. I've been getting back into Clash of Clans. Retro Bowl is Retro a popular Bowl. one amongst okay, the team. Okay, I will say I really, yeah, really like Retro Bowl. No, Bowls. yeah, I was, I, I was going to say, come on, Grant. I'm I've a... played that for probably 10 hours back from Nationals. Like oh, that yeah. That entire car ride. Oh, yeah. On the walk up to the hotel room was just Retro Bowl. I would turn my head back in the seat and see what Grant's doing. I just see his head against the, uh, the back of my seat. And I'm like, I peek over and look. I'm like, Retro Bowl. There it is. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed to say that I played 18 hours the first two days I downloaded Retro Oh, yeah. Wow. No, what season are you on now? 30-some, close to 40. Oh, man. That's a veteran right there. That's what we call a veteran. But it is worth noting that Matt Schaaf would have shown you up on that. Oh, yeah. I, I would not put it past him. He yep. is a very – he puts his head coaching ability into that game. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's worth, inspiring. Worth noting, he does not have the difficulty on Extreme yet. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's the quiet part that was just said out loud. <laughs> we'll that's have to we'll have to bump it up to extreme from his dynamic. When yeah. he's not looking. When he's just going on his phone and shitting you. There we go. Yeah. I just, think I think that'll be He just kinda gets that shock. Yeah. Just what is going on? Yeah. Alright, so but, we're gonna transition to a little bit more uh running based questions here just because obviously you are a standout runner. Um standout what relatively sure a national qualifier um so obviously being one of the younger guys in the team you were in high school 
more recent than someone like myself or Nels or any other seniors or upperclassmen on the team. Um, what would you say some of the biggest changes from high school athletics to college athletics, specifically to running, otherwise, like just in the general athletics life um, that you've experienced so far? So I'd say one of the biggest things, and this this really shouldn't come up hockey because I wasn't I wasn't that good in high school. Like my PR was sixteen flat, eight hundred was one fifty five. There are plenty of guys out there in the state, yep. even recruited in the WIAC that just are way better than I am. Yeah, more than high I'd agree. But because of COVID, we we're only racing in conference. So there just wasn't anyone who was just better than I was. Yep. Like Patrick Schwartz, really good. Tony Weeks, really good. Yep. But none of them were just flat out better. That's fair. Now getting to college as a freshman, yep. some of these guys are just better than I am. Yep. Like I'm not going to go out and compete with some of these top guys in the 5K as a freshman yep. just because it's not in the cards. And I think that was kind of a big shock. Yeah. Or even in cross country where I was never not in the top pack, even at state, mm-hmm. starting and just like not even being able to see the top guys. It's yeah. like, wow. Like they're... 150 guys here who are just better than me yeah and that was kind of a shock that i think most most decent high school athletes don't really understand about coming into d3 yeah i'd agree i think the other part of it was really understanding how fast d3 athletes are Mm -hmm. because me even though i wasn't that great coming in like most guys i'm like oh all these scouts like top top couple guys and i ended up being anyway but it was like you had to work for the it. The fact that there are guys in D3 that are running, like, low 14s, like, high school Sub kids 14. don't realize that. Sub-14. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think another big thing at college athletics I didn't realize is just how close D3 is to, like, a lot of those D1 schools. Yeah. Because, like, obviously the top end of D1 and D2 is crazy, but you look at the Summit League, like, South Dakota State, USD. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those other schools out there, St. Thomas, and a lot of these WIAC guys could compete, if not beat those guys. Yeah, true. And I think that was kind of, just that information was big. Yeah. Um, Athletically, on the training side, just the volume is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, coming from somewhere where it was good training, 40 miles a week, your interval, like, reps are just twice as long. Yeah. Like, you're used to doing Ks, at least coming to Stout, you're doing two. Yeah. Same paces. Yeah. Especially as a, yeah, a lot of times freshmen, um, yeah, they do a lot of Ks in high school and you come here and Grant's area, it's, oh, mile repeats inside. Oh, like, boy, yeah. Yeah, it's a different game for sure. When in college, you actually need to stretch too. <laughs> like, it's not like high school where you can just kind of walk around. And I wasn't the best about stretching because you really get punished. If you don't stretch for like a week, yeah, you like feel running it. just starts to get awful. Yeah. Um, how would you say, um, does your lifestyle change at all? Like, obviously, you were in the dorms this year um, compared to living with your parents. Like, how, how was it going out on your own for the first time? It was, I mean, I was really independent in high school just because I worked okay. so much. So there'd be days, because I'd just go from school where I wouldn't see my parents for like a week. So I'd leave before they do. And oh, yeah. Later, maybe when they're already sleeping. Um, so the independence part wasn't really that crazy. Living on my own, I think, was really nice just because, I mean, my parents were keto in high school trying to get us to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And I eat McDonald's every day, and I like I like Oreo cookies. And mm-hmm. I don't eat vegetables. So I was able to, like, kind of buy my own stuff. Yeah. Um, That was super nice. I'm super clean. And, like, my family was pretty clean, but I was kind of able to manage my own space. 
it was definitely an adjustment having a roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, the dorms were interesting. Yeah. Um, got sick a lot. Yeah. Just kind of typical freshman stuff, but it was mm-hmm. a good experience to be able to get out and meet a bunch of new people, kind of grow socially in that aspect. Yeah. So what? Uh, where are you gonna be living now? Are you gonna be back in the dorms? Are you off campus? Where are you gonna be located at? No. So I actually that hen house. The hen house. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Like. I don't know if you guys know, but at Stout, you have to stay on for two years. And yep. just because of the credit load I came in with, they let me get off campus. And it was kind of crazy that they let me live at Hen House. Because here was this freshman, like, dumb freshman. Like, you hear me talk, <laughs> and you're just like, who is this kid? Yeah. And two weeks into being at Stout, I'm like, can I live with you guys? And they're just like, yeah, here's the lease. Which is just kind of nuts. Spencer, do you remember me asking to live with you? I don't vividly remember it but i think it went somewhere along like mm, we don't really want underclassmen living with us sorry i, I think i just got an absolutely <laughs> but at that point that was very very fair for a response <laughs> that was fair. that was the exact same response i would have given to me in that moment you have that effect on people they want to live with you and they want to have you around yes yeah. yes well, thank you i appreciate that and hopefully Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> you can trust I'll be hanging out with you Waynesboro folks quite a bit. That's fair. We'll also be hopefully getting the the hen house group over on the, the pod soon and uh future episode. Yeah. yeah and we'll like get a house? The house. Like the house. Yeah. That would be pretty crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, those those boys are something else. I yeah. think uh yeah, it'll be a good experience if we can get all those guys. Be a clash up, you know. It'll be a nice clash of content with the, yeah, the hen house like running team. Oh man, yeah, oh, for sure. Crazy. Shout out hen house. Shout out hen house. Stock up. That's Stock right. up. Uh, we want to ask you about your goals for this upcoming season. Okay. Uh, either individual or team goals for this season. This will be your second cross country season. Yeah. So, coming in this year. Freshman year, I really didn't really have any goals Mm -hmm. because it was kind of like, I just kind of want to finish the 8K. Obviously, wanted to be in the top seven, but didn't really know what was going on. This year, going into it, I want to be good in cross country. I want to be able to convert my track stuff. So I want to go sub 25. That a boy. And leading into the team aspect of it, I want our team to go out there and be able to compete with Whitewater. Yeah. Like, they're good. Like, their top two are just outstanding athletes. You know, everyone knows what Whitewater has going. But in order to do that as a team, I have to I have to be with Justin Kraus. Like, so go 25, but additionally, I need to be racing with him specifically just because of where the team stuff is at. Justin Kraus, All-American, the 1500. Heck of a race. I mean, Grant and I watched that race. That was... Justin Kraus is an amazing athlete, but... Just, I mean, in terms of goals, I need to be somewhere in that range. That's fair. Like, that's, I mean, there are plenty goal. of other guys that run. That's just a comparable person on yeah. another team. Very, for um, sure. Team goals, like, obviously, I want to be top three in the WIAC. It'd yep. be really, really nice if we could get two. Yeah. And I think it'd be awesome if we could get to nationals as a team and just kind of get Stout's name on the national stage. I don't think we've been top ten in. No, our highest finish was our highest finish was in twenty nineteen, I believe. That was when we were, I think we were twenty first. Um, I'd have to go back and look, but I think yeah, we were, I, I want to go for top ten as a team. Like, 
I don't know if people quite understand what we have going and the potential we have at Stout. That's fair. And I think those of you who know me know that I wouldn't say that if I didn't think. Yep. Like, if I didn't think our team was going anywhere, I'd say it. But <laughs> That's very true. Very our true. team, we have a lot going. You know, Coach Shop is, like, an amazing coach. Like, just the stuff he can put together and the way he can develop guys is insane. insane. Like, you know, obviously we have Spencer who just – he can run just a crazy AK. We have Matt Ryan. Like, we have these veterans on the team. But we also have, like, a solid group of freshmen. So, yep. like, I don't want to throw my name around, but me, I'm in there. Kale Bishop, Trevor Locke. Calvin, Lance Brimmer. Who Lance. Not an amazing season last year, but he's amazing. Like, with his track season, just the momentum that he has. 352 in the 1500 meter. He should be looking to go sub-25 with me, I think. Like, Lance he, is going to surprise some people. He is. He's on the up and up. He'll like buy stock now. Just the amount of guys that we're able to have come up and fill that role in the depth we have. I'm just really excited to see what we can do as a team. And I think even on our conference squad, like as a goal for our team, I think if we were able to get everybody sub twenty six, that on the would just the be top outstanding. 12. And that's doable for our team just because we are so deep on that front. That's fair to say, and I believe we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll move on here, and we got a very important question within the Stout cross country team here. Um, okay, within so, the team. Yeah. Uh, say we had a Hunger Games Stout Stout cross country Hunger Games Stout distance Hunger Games, what you will. Um, if we had teams of three, you obviously being on one of the teams, okay. who are the other two people you'd want to have on your team, and why? Before I let you answer. Who would you least want to have coming after you in that game, and why? Who would I least want to have coming after me? And then who are the two people you'd want to have teammates, and why? Okay. For the record, none of these were pre-screened. Not so these. Like, I the, did not have time. No, to think these about this, the the but, the Hunger Games question and the games on phone questions are not like, not pre-screened. I don't think I'd want Lance coming after me. Yeah. Because I know for a fact that like. Like, okay, so I could outrun him for, like, that first 400, but I'd start dying, and he'd just gain on me for the rest of the He'd just run me down. <laughs> like, I know he could. And that dude's athletic. Like, the way he can jump over stuff. Oh, yeah. And, like, he can actually catch a football. Like, I feel like a lot of cross-country runners run cross-country because they can't do anything else. Like, I know me. Like, I can't catch a football to save my life. Yeah. But Lance is all-around athletic. He can jump. Like... He's scared. He'd be... That... That would be a scary and sight. And he's smart. Oh, yeah. Plus, like, I would have, like, gotten hunted down by a kid with glasses. And I know he could do it. Like, I would lose that battle. Prescription sunglasses as well. Prescription sun, Like, the prescription sunglass guy would just have me in the bag. <laughs> and that would be, that'd be something I wouldn't want, wouldn't want for myself. Yeah, that would be a scary sight. I learned not to mess with Lance when he shot me in the head and in the eye with a Nerf gun. Yep. Maybe 150 times. He's yeah. vicious, he doesn't hold back, and he shows no mercy. Yes, he, he would show no mercy. So he's, Man. he's on my list of people that I would not want coming after me in that setting. I 100% agree with you. Lance is a ruthless man and a ruthless competitor. We saw it on the track season this spring, and we saw it on spring break with that dang Nerf gun. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, yeah. He's, 
He's a grinder. Like, he can just push through those workouts like nothing else. Oh, yeah. So, second half of this question. Who do I want? Who's saving you from Lance? Who's saving the me The two from people. Lance? Who are your two teammates that you believe could help protect you from Lance that I Sprimmer? I could help protect me from Lance. I'd say Kate Hansen is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, his hair is pretty. Like, <laughs> that's just something I would want on my one team. One of the best flows in the WIAC, for sure. Oh, yeah. We were to do, like, a, like, attitude poster before. Like, yep. this Hunger Games thing. Like, he's got to be in my corner for that. Yep. He's a people person. He can talk. He can maybe talk Lance down. He might. Yeah, that's not coming after me. That's a good point. Or at least taking off the glasses before he does, so it's not on camera. <laughs> glasses, glasses, meaning yeah. pit vipers. Yes, the pit vipers. The pits. Yeah. Anything... So oh, here, Kate oh. Hansen just because he's a people person. Full Super tilt Kate Hansen. What? Full tilt Kate Hansen. That's yeah. a tough man to beat Full right there. Full tilt Kate Hansen. And then, oh, for number two, I feel like I want Marcus on my team. Oh, yeah. Main man Mark. Shout out Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus is awesome. Super funny. The dude's resourceful. He is. Like, crazy smart, resourceful. And he's like... He's able to kind of throw things for a loop. Like, when you're talking with Marcus, it's always a fun conversation. It is. And he could keep me company, keep me, like, calmed down. And the dude's <laughs> sneaky. Like, he would pull up on these people, and they wouldn't stand a chance. It'd be over. So uh-huh. we've got Lance Frimmer most likely to attack Grant, but Grant is allied with Full Tilt, Cade Hansen, and Marcus Peterson. Yeah. I think that's a fair that's matchup. That's a fair matchup. I think I think that's a solid roster. I think so too. But you know, that'd be that'd be interesting. There's so many guys to choose from. There are. There's so many different angles you could take that. You really could take a spin for anybody. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like the stout team in the Hunger Games would actually be be pretty resourceful. As in going against each other, or like being as a team being or as like a team, as think, a team, actually. yeah. But not to mention like I mean I would weigh that thing down. Like, I don't like bugs. I don't like the outdoors. Like, not a big outdoorsman. Oh, if I got mud on me, I'd just be useless. Oh, no. It's just not, not to that level. Like, I could never camp. If they asked me to go fishing or touch a fish, it would just be over. You wouldn't be able to harvest any any meat, any... No, fishing it, is so inhumane. No. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. Why, do you, why is it inhumane? Just think about it. You're just swimming around in the ocean or a lake. Somebody sticks a hook through your mouth and takes you to McDonald's. Wow. There's like, no stop? They just go, you skin fish in McDonald's? Or you, you uh, clean no, fish in McDonald's? No, that's destination. Okay. Like, it's just brutal. Like, they suffocate the fish to death. Half the time, the fish swallows the hook and they rip their guts out. Like, fishing is just so overboard and the animal goes through so much pain. It's just not something that our society should put up with anymore. So... And for, like, as a sport, it's just not... I just don't see the appeal. Like, bass, they rip their lips off. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what other area of life is that acceptable? <laughs> interesting it's just, take. It's a humanitarian issue. Very interesting take. Yeah. Um, so, and do you bring it up? All, hang on. Okay. Let me finish. Like, this fishing <laughs> thing is a huge, it's deep in my heart. We don't need the food. Yeah. We have so many other sources of food. If we're science is where it is. Like, I know the population is booming, but, like, with GMOs and the way we're able to, like, modify food to just be more productive and feed more people we don't need to fish but i'll kind of get off on that no wait i have a i have a follow-up question for you yeah of course um 
so in your line of work, you obviously have fish products being sold. Do yes. you bring it up to your superiors that you do not want to partake in selling this fish? Well, I know all McDonald's food is humanely sourced. So I can sleep well knowing that that okay. fish is humanely sourced and not like suffocated in the ocean. So how does, um, I guess I don't, I'm not like, well versed in the tuna. harvesting of fish. Do you know what they do when they catch tuna? I do not. The, the fish are so big that they can't get them on the boat and they could kill somebody if they're flopping around on a boat. Yeah. So they pull it up and they shoot it in the face. So tuna, a threat to humanity? No. Like, tuna, <laughs> that's inhumane. That's brutal. Just another example of how of how fishing is just so, so wrong. That's an interesting take. Off yeah. that note. Um, but McDonald's, yeah, humanely sourced. Like, I, I feel comfortable serving fish. Flies. What is or what is the fish, the filet of fish? What type, like, type of fish? It, oh, it's cod. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh-huh. I right. highly recommend you try, by the way. Like the filet of fish. People just don't go for the fish filet, and I feel like our generation is losing out. They had a really. Do you guys remember that advertisement they had with the fish on the wall? Yes, the fish <laughs> yeah. on the wall and the song and the song. That was I genius. remember what it. I don't remember. It was like give me the filet of fish. Give me that fish. Something like that. Yeah, was it? That was it. <laughs> that was an iconic commercial back no. in the day. Yeah, the fish are good. All right, so. Uh, one of the last points here we want to talk about, um, obviously qualified to outdoor nationals this year in the 800 meter run. Um, you know, talk about your experience there. Um, I guess you could, t- we could talk about your, um, qualifying race if you'd like. Um, what was your qualifying as a freshman? That's a very, very impressive feat, especially in this year of D3 with unprecedented times, um, not qualifying and what you had to run to get there. So yeah. So, what I had to run to get there was pretty pretty crazy to me. Yeah. It was a 150.7. And honestly, I never really saw myself running that ever. Yeah. Like, let alone as a freshman. Yes. But the race getting there, I guess, Schaff was like, go for 152. Like, if you hit 152, that'll be amazing. Like, it'll give you a shot. You'll be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Like, to give you a chance to go. And... Like, going up to the line that whole race, it was just... This is at North Central? Yeah, it was at okay. North Central. It was just, like... Because I barely made that heat. I think I was the last guy in. Okay. So I was just like, man, like, I can't get dusted in front of all these people. And I was pretty pretty calm, pretty relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess <clears> the whole race, I just didn't know how fast we were going. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were on, like, 153 pace. Mm-hmm. And then when I came through, like, the 600... I was just like, geez, if I close in a 30, I'm going to run, like, 148 high. Yeah. Like, we walked that in. Yeah. Which was pretty crazy. And then when the time just went up on the board, I was just kind of shocked. Yeah. Like, obviously couldn't feel my legs, but it hurt just as much as some of my 153s did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just, I don't think it hit me for, like, a week that I actually ran that. I mean. I was just, I texted our coach who works at the timing company and i'm like i think they screwed up (laughs) no that's a can't i don't understand like a 150 like that's just something that blows my mind like that time in general like you just don't see that and coming in you had a 155 pr you drop five seconds in a year in in my defense i think i was in better shape in high school because we never got to race outside of conference yeah so the i only lost one race and that was state so every other time, I just kind of sit behind people and kick and run 159. Yeah. Like, we never really got the opportunity to go fast or face quick competition. 
I think when it happened at State, I just didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, no, it was lots of improvement. And then when we got to Nationals, I, like, I'm a mental runner. I, when I'm on my game mentally, I'm on my game. And when I'm not, I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I just got kind of caught up in that whole environment. Like, it was just like, wow, like, I don't really think I'm fast enough to be here. There were a lot of big names in my heat, like plenty of guys who had gone sub one fifty, mm-hmm. like quite a bit. I think there was one forty. Who was in your eights uh, in my heat? You had Potter. You I had, had Potter. I had Mike Jaza. Mike Jaza. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's I right. I had that other Loris kid who went sub one fifty. Was that Harvey? I think so. Brian Harvey. I think. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and then I just I couldn't keep it together. Like I think Spencer was walking around with me before. Like, I, I throw up before my races because I get so nervous, and I was throwing up all morning before, and it was just not somewhere where I was. So I lost the race well before I even got to the facility that day. Like, going out into the track, like, I wanted to go out and give it my all, but in my head I was just like, I just got to finish. Yeah. Like, finish this race, and I just got nervous and DQ'd myself in the first 100. Yeah. I don't think it helped that... Mike Jaza caught me in two strides yeah. off the stagger. Like we opened so fast. Yeah, that was an imp- that was a that prelim start was yeah like something else. It was, it was crazy, but no excuse. Like it was all in my head. I ran bad, and it was a good experience. So like I know what to expect for next year. I know what's coming. Yeah, and I know that those guys. Like I watched them race in the final. They're all human. They can all lose. Yep. Which is kind of like. Like, that was anyone's race. Yeah. None of those guys are undefeatable. No one's untouchable. Yeah. Which was something that I think after I really realized that I shouldn't be scared of these guys. I shouldn't be throwing them up on a pedestal. Like, they're good, but anyone can compete with them. Well, not anyone, but, like, yeah, people can come out of the woodworks and compete with them. Being a freshman at Nationals as well is just super, A, impressive, B, and it makes sense why, you know, you're so nervous. You're looking up to all these guys. All these guys, A lot of these guys are upperclassmen, and, um, you know, being in that environment, it's, it's a lot. That had to have been a really cool, sometimes one-time experience for people, but with you being so young, like, we'd like to see you back there. We know that you're going to work hard, and you're looking for a medal. Yeah. Or, uh, what do you call it? Uh, trophy. Or, trophy uh, for America. Looking for a trophy. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where life takes me. So I don't. I don't even know if I'm gonna run after my undergrad because I'm graduating next year. Yep. So like, it might be my last shot to go to go race at all, or maybe I'll stay in D three. Maybe I'll stay here at Stout. Maybe I'll go up to Division one. But like, if I go up to Division one, I'm not getting an All American. Like that's just kind of hey, out of the picture. But we didn't think you you didn't think you'd make the nationals as a freshman either. Look, here we are. Yeah, so. but like I don't know. I, I have I have one more shot to for sure go after it. Yep. So it's Well it's yeah, cross this fall too. It's cross season, yeah. It's yeah. time to just go after go after the big guys in the conference and see what we can do. Yeah. We're excited for you. Yeah, We're very excited. Thank you. I mean, the YX is such a special place. Like, there's nowhere better to do it. I agree. This in is my a, opinion. Like, especially just the this culture time. we have with other teams, coaches, the level of competition is just, it's amazing. Yeah, the camaraderie aspect right now in the YX, like, there's not really anything I've experienced in my life before. Yeah, definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience here in the YX. Yeah. Well, Grant, 
thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you taking some time off from McDonald's and uh, staying, staying around and uh, hopping on the, the podcast at the in the basement. Oh, so. of course. Thank you guys so much for having me on. And yeah, yeah, just really glad I could be here. Yeah, great to have you, Grant. We're going to let you go. And for the viewers, you can expect more from us this summer. Uh, we've got some guests lined up. Not quite sure what's going to be the next one, but stay tuned for the future. Yep. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. As always, stay frosty.